This is a Burn FM podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to Asian Variations, a podcast where we talk about trendy and reliable topics for our generation and for the Asian community in the UK. Um, we're going to do our introductions, so I'm Maya. Hi, I'm Evie. Hi, I'm Megan. As usual, this podcast contains strong language, probably from me, uh, that uses, yeah, definitely from me, (laughs) that users might find offensive, so please listen with caution. Also, don't listen if you're underage, you have been warned, and if you are underage, please don't come on here and do GCSEs, love. (laughs) This is episode four (laughs) of our podcast, so, Um, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about the Disney film Turning Red, and it will be containing spoilers. So if you haven't watched the film yet, I'd recommend watching the film. If you want to watch the film and you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen to this episode, obviously. Um, but yeah. it's just going to be more of a chill chat talking about the film. It was a very good film. So, yeah. yeah. Um, also, in case you don't know where you can look for this film, it's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we don't recommend illegal streaming, <laughs> but... If you don't have Disney Plus, ask your friends. Don't stream things illegally, guys. But yeah. So yeah. A little summary. Yeah. Turning Red, uh, the new Disney film. It is a coming of age story about May, a 13 year old Chinese Canadian teenager living in Toronto in the early 2000s. She is the perfect Asian daughter. She's got amazing grades. She's got so many friends. She's talented. She plays, you know, perfect Asian daughter. But then one day, she poops into a panda where she gets too excited and it's so cute cute Uh, little panda (laughs) yeah and it's just about like how she has to control her emotions to keep her panda in so a little backstory on why the panda is a thing it's kind of like uh it's kind of like a tradition in her family it's like passed down from her ancestors it's kind of like a curse that's what they say. It's a blessing. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. A blessing in disguise. Mm. Yeah, and it's like... No, no, it's supposed to be a blessing, but became a curse in the modern society. Yeah, it's a curse in disguise. It is. <laughs> and it's just like, um, her parents try to control her panda. So they're try- as in like, they're trying to make her not embrace her panda side. <laughs> but then, Maylin becomes quite rebellious about it. And she starts like flaunting her panda to her friends to raise money to go to this boy band oh my God, concert Four Town, Four Town. Oh, that song yeah. was so catchy that yeah. they sang i was like Ooh. i was like never gonna make you cry i'm oh singing it the whole night oh my. anyways anyways <laughs> you know, oh, my. oh my god romero 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 was so attractive as a as a um, cartoon <laughs> character oh my god you know when there were like angels and then they they flew down i was like oh my god this is so funny yeah honestly if they're real they'd be the biggest one they're line. basically the one direction of our days oh yeah, yeah. or one like dire- the bts no one direction could never they no, could bts for sure like the dance moves they were doing over yeah. <laughs> they were in the freaking cage and they were like <clears throat> anyways oh my god that's so good. Um, so continuation. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Little um, detour into Four Town, anyways. Uh, but so turning red. The reason why I, yeah, the reason why I suggested to make it a um, topic to talk about was because I felt like it's quite a relatable film for like BBCs, ABCs, you know. Um, but even, not even just okay. So if anyone doesn't know, ABC and BBC means American-born Chinese or British-born Chinese. Um, but I think just for Asian kids of our generation in general, everyone can relate to it. You know, having strict parents and having to stick to their traditions. Um, and, you know, the food, obviously, Disney food. It's actually a Pixar yeah. film, I think. But the yeah, food was so film. pretty. Yeah. Makes me hungry to watch it. But it was so good. And I felt like it was really nice to see, like, a casual Asian representation. So yeah. it was, like, you know, the food and... Her living at the temple, that was all just background stuff and that was just mm. like her life. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was quite sweet because it wasn't, it was just, it wasn't like about her being Asian. It was about her trying to deal with this transformation. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was quite cute. I feel like I really related to it, even though I'm not born 
or or raised in a Mm -hmm. western society Mm -hmm. i related to that in the way that in the parenting style of her mother because i feel like um her mom obviously her mom is like really really asian and yeah oh my god i was getting secondhand embarrassment yeah in the sense that her mom's very protective of her Yeah, very protective but then her mom just wants the best for her yeah yeah and her mom's like i feel like there was one scene where i really felt it was like she came back from school and then she was gonna tell her mom something her mom was like oh are you okay are you hungry have you eaten yet here's some food do you want some food (laughs) and she was like no mom look i got the perfect grades oh yeah and then she's like well of course you did my perfect daughter and then when uh when may was like screaming in the bathroom because she turned to a panda yeah and then her mom was like what's the matter are you okay are you okay and then she was like wait is that time of the month the dad like slowly creeps away that made me laugh so much Cause it's like you don't talk about like periods and stuff with your dad. Oh, that was oh, another thing. Yeah, they mentioned periods. And I really yeah. like that because. I think she was. Oh, what do you need? Like, do you need like pads? Do you need this? Yeah. Do you need this? I've got loads of stuff. I can get you paracetamol. I can get you, like, we can get you chocolate, whatever. Mm. And I was like, oh my god, they're actually. Mm. And I, was, you know what? There were some comments online, like some dumb people anyway, saying, mm. "Ew, why are they put in like periods in there? It's oh, like no, it's education. Saying, like, like it's oh, normal. It's inappropriate. Like, oh, they should have put an age warning on it. But it's like some girls start their periods really young. Yeah, I yeah. Was, yeah. Mine was like in year six, so that was pretty oh, young. Yeah. So oh I was just God. like, I, you know what? It was so embarrassing for me, because obviously, like. I didn't really have that much education. Yeah. So I was like, oh, the fact that they oh, put it in the movie, just, like, that's yeah, so like nice. Yeah. And I also think getting your period, I feel like, still feels like a like an adult womanly thing. So even when you're a kid, I feel like they're like, oh, you're, like, becoming a woman, you know? I feel like they yeah. kind of push that. And then all the pads and stuff, they're all, like, for adult women. And when mm. you're, like, 12 years old and you're, like, yeah, feeling kind of awkward about it. And yeah. it's like, I remember... Um, when I was in, so uh, for one year, I went to this all-girls school. Mm. Everyone was so open about talking about pads. Mm. Like we would be in the hallway, like, oh my god, can someone give me a pad? I need mm. a pad. But then when I uh, transferred to like another school, a co-ed school, a co-ed school, they were they were like, oh, you have to hide your pad in mm, under yeah. under your sleeve under your sweater yeah. just so the boys don't see it and it's just like so the boys don't see it like maybe yeah. they need to grow up and yeah. it's like oh, come on yeah. everyone gets their periods like if you're a boy and you have a sister your, you have a sister your sister probably gets <laughs> probably <laughs> your probably. sister will have her yeah. period like yeah. just it, I, remember, it, I, I don't sc- know why it was so taboo like back then mm. it was just like oh periods i feel like in my school it wasn't like that like all the girls would be like I don't know. I feel like it was quite normal to talk about. I was like, oh, my period. Mm. Or like if a boy was, if a girl was like getting angry or something and a boy went, oh, you're on your period. Like all the girls in the class would be like, why would you say that? Mm. That's so rude. Blah, blah, blah. But I feel like it wasn't taboo to talk about periods. I don't know. Now that I think about it, it's quite nice. But you could ask any of any girls. I remember mm. one time I, I didn't have a pad and I couldn't find it with my friends. And then I think I asked, I just asked a girl in the corridor and then she gave me one. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then she was with a group of girls. And they all like looked in their bags to look for a pad for me. And I was like, I'm really sorry. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. They're like, do you need anything else? I was like, no. And it was really sweet. I literally did not know where my friends were, but I remember I felt very touched at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's nice to normalize that, especially when you're a kid. Mm. And then like young kids are going to be watching that and going to be like, oh, what's this? But then it doesn't feel as scary when it does come. Because Mm. sometimes I feel, yeah, I feel like sometimes you kids don't know what periods and it can be a bit scary yeah and anyways also, i feel like we've really veered into the topic yeah. of periods now yeah. anyways <laughs> anyways so back on the topic you know what i related to mm. actually <laughs> this is really embarrassing but you know when she uh found out she liked that boy from the store <gasps> oh and she yeah. was like drawing so stuff yeah, and yeah. i was like wait no, a minute that that's not me so no it was actually stressful when her mum like opened the notebook yeah. and then she like went to the school and was like what's happening and then mm. no she went to the store oh, yeah, and yeah. she confronted the yeah. boy and then she was like oh did you do this to my daughter and i was just like oh, i couldn't watch it like yeah. i was no. I, was I was there actually, like i actually had to like sit i had to sit and process that for a minute i, was like, I okay. had second hand embarrassment no, i was like oh. and then when the mum turned up at the school as well yeah. i was like oh my god oh my god it was painful mm. that reminded me of when i was in primary school so i don't remember which year i was in it happened to a boy 
So this boy in my class, I think he went through some bullying or something, mm. but it was just like he was being mistreated by this person in our mm. class. But then uh, the teachers all <coughs> thought that that boy that was being mistreated was being like a bad student. Oh. And then one time his mom came to the classroom like I remember it was no. it was like at the end of exams, last day of exams, and we were all like just chilling in the classroom. Yeah. And his mom like barged into the room and like yelled at that boy. Mm. Which is no. not gonna lie, and at that moment I was like, Whoa, okay, well did she need to do that? Yeah. And I was like kinda embarrassed for that boy. Yeah. But then now that I think back, it's like his mom must have been so worried about him. Yeah. And he must have been very upset to the point where his mom had to, like, step up for him. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like for a mom, that takes a lot of courage to do as well. Because yeah. you're basically, like... You just want to shot at kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're basically, like, kind of sticking up and you're, like, yeah. yelling at someone else's kid. Oh, that reminds me... I remember my... um. My older sister, she she had like a really close friend in primary school. So we were like kids. She, this is primary school, yeah. and this like one of her close friends um, suddenly was like, "Oh, you're bullying me," or whatever. And my sister mm. was like, "Huh?" Because she thought they were like in a friendship group or whatever. Yeah. And then apparently that friend was really upset, and then she would talk to her parents um, about it. And then her her dad actually called my mum and was like, "Your daughter's doing this to." my daughter and like how dare you do this and you're really rude or whatever and then my mom she like had no idea what to say so she was like i'm so sorry i'm so like i'm yeah. really sorry about this and they talked to my sister about it my sister was like no and then my mom she said she didn't feel right about it so she called my dad yeah and then my dad was apparently my dad was absolutely livid he was like how dare how dare someone say that about my daughter like my daughter would never do something <laughs> like that my daughter's yeah. an angel she would never do anything like that so then she I think I don't know if she talked to my sister but my sister and I didn't believe her anyway so it's fine and then she ca- so he called the dad and then apparently the dad was like oh yeah she's like leaving her out and she like purposely is being mean to her and she's saying all these things and then my dad was like shouting back at him on the phone and then he also said the friend's dad he also said like oh I know that you didn't used to live in a nice area so you know she might have been affected by that so well that's very we, rude yeah we grew up like where we lived was like a quite like a nice middle class village so then my dad said when he said that my dad was like you're a school teacher and you're gonna say that about someone else's kid are you saying that all kids from you know oh, like yeah. like not so wealthy areas about and he's like that's not what i said and he was like okay well, what did you mean then and he was like silent my dad was not having it he was like oh, shut my up <laughs> but it's so it's really sweet because my dad i feel like he would believe everything me and my sister mm, say that's why i can't so do anything nice, bad yeah. because if i lie then i know my dad would stick up for me 100 percent. yeah yeah same so like i have to so i have to like be good and be honest because i know that i would be supported mm. you know yeah i feel like this uh relates to me in this like no as in like relating this back to the film mm. turning red it was like uh you know when there was a scene where Maylin went to uh tyler's party oh yeah and then tyler was like oh i'll pay you 200 dollars if you be a red panda at my party yeah. like a literal like as in like in her panda form yeah. right and then when her mom find out um she was like, oh, this is not my idea and all that. Like, she lied to her mom, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, and I her mom that. actually stuck up for her. Oh, yeah, and her mom like, believed her, her lie. Yeah, her mom like was like, oh, I knew that you guys were not up to any good. Like, yeah. you guys are such bad influences on my daughter. And Tyler's parents were yelling at her, she just yeah. like bowed her head. And she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so yeah. sorry that this happened. Like, yeah. But then that was like before this. she actually spoke to Maylin. But yeah. then after she spoke to Maylin, it was like her mom... It kind of feels like what your dad said, you yeah. know? Yeah. But then, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have gone with that. But I feel like it's hard to disagree with your parents, especially when you're, like, the perfect daughter. You just want to make them happy. And yeah. that was, like, the opening line as well, where it's like, oh, your parents sacrifice everything for you. So the best thing that you can do in return is to be perfect for them and do everything perfectly yeah. and do exactly yeah. as they ask. And I was like, damn. But then my mom, oh my, I watched a bit of it with my mom and my mom was not happy about this mom. She was like, oh, this mm. mom is too overprotective and mm. she's not letting her have her freedom. She's not giving her privacy and she should do this and she shouldn't put her own pressure onto her own daughter. And yeah. I was like, so I was sat there like, oh, oh. There's, <laughs> a, there's a term for these moms. It's called tiger, tiger moms. moms. Yeah. yeah. 
it's yeah i feel like i've been lucky to not have when when i was uh oh when i was younger my mom had a book at home called tiger mom (laughs) it was one of the best-selling books it was about like this um asian i think asian american i don't remember but like about how this mom well obviously she's asian yeah and how she like made her kids into like these perfect you know Uh, um, asian kids that went to like ivy league schools does like amazing perfect instrument which is kind of like maylin in the film yeah perfect grades really good at an instrument really good at socializing yeah and i feel like one thing that makes that a perfect asian child is that they really like help out in the family business or like they really help out in the family Mm. and like they're really like a family person so whatever the mom says whatever the mom says she'll go with it and she would never ever ever say no to her mom yeah yeah Mm. yeah yeah, it being Asian daughter is hard, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. I remember um, I used to be that perfect child. Mm. And then my mom used to tell me, I think she was talking to you about it as well, yeah. a little bit. But when I was little, I'd always be that perfect child, nice and innocent. And then she said, once I came into like secondary, she was like, bruh, you were, you were a little shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel and like... then that's when she realized, okay, she's not a perfect child anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like because I'm the youngest daughter, so I've got one older sister, I feel mm. like, I, I don't know. I feel like when I was literally like 10 years old, so I was quite young, I feel like that's when I started to like hit puberty and started to get moody and stuff yeah. like that. And I had such a bad attitude towards my mum. But I think that's what Turning Red is about. It's like going, switching yeah. from, oh, I need to please my parents to becoming your own person. Yeah. And that transition can be really hard. But I was so annoying to my mum. And yeah, mum, if you're listening, I'm very sorry. I love you. Thank you for tolerating me. <laughs> but oh my goodness. I think now where I am, I'm much nicer, much more gentle. But before yeah. I was so oh, mean. That's why I think we were talking about this like, few weeks back mm. how like because i was a little shit to my mom as well honestly mm-hmm, and yeah. in secondary mm-hmm. and sometimes like looking back at mm-hmm. what she um used to go through with me or just like in general yeah, like same. especially coming because obviously she was from thailand and she came here to marry my dad mm. and like she didn't have any parent well parents yeah and yeah same. asian yeah. you know relatives yeah and i just looked back and i was like what the fuck, Maya? Like, yeah. if I could go back to my younger self, I'd probably slap her. No, same. I'm gonna be like, can you shut up? No. Your I'm mom's doing everything for you. Yeah, it's so sad to think mm. about. I get, yeah. oh no, I get really emotional about this. Cause yeah. like, my mom literally only had us and yeah. I was such a little annoying child. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay now. I remember <laughs> Evie's dad told me that when she was younger, he would say the exact opposite of what he wanted her to do yeah because she's like he was like oh if i told her to do a she would do b if yeah. i told her to do b she'll be she'll do a so basically what i heard from your dad mm-hmm. Evie, yeah he was like oh we really wanted her to like continue with like doing piano and get like the diploma but then we told her to not to he was like we told her to stop and then she was like no i'm gonna do the diploma no and she oh got the God. diploma <laughs> no stop because this is actually true like that's yeah my mom really pushed me to continue doing the piano and I hated it Mm. like I would like oh my god I put so much time and effort into it and I just hated it I would like argue with my piano teacher and I'd argue with my mom and it was just horrible I hated hated practicing and then I hit grade eight or seven or something no I think I finished grade seven or grade eight and then I wasn't gonna do the diploma and my dad was like yeah you don't need to do it my mom was like oh yeah you finished grade eight now I think that's enough but then my piano teacher was like, oh, the diploma's really easy. You just have to play some pieces. And I was like, okay. And then I did it. And my dad was like, why is it that when we tell you you don't have to do it, that you want yeah. to finish it? No, because my dad always tells me that as well. <laughs> and it's just like, I feel like, yeah. Bringing it back to turning red, I yeah. feel like... Asian dads. Um, Asian dads are like so soft and like, mm. oh, you know, the scene where it's like, um, they're doing they're doing their ritual, oh, the and then runs. the dad finds no the dad finds the tapes oh. of her like being panda, oh, yeah. and then he's kind of like oh this is so cute this is so wholesome yeah, yeah. and he's like I yeah. like that side of you and I was like oh yeah. I thought 
I feel like a lot of people online were talking about how nice the dad was and it was like, yeah. oh, the dad was so like, but he was quite like a passive character. He didn't do much mm. in the film, but the part, the parts that we did see of him were really sweet. So when yeah. he was, when they were doing the ritual at the end of the stadium and then he was just running to, he like, he didn't say anything. He just ran to make the circle um, yeah. while everyone else was like panicking. And then when may was in the bathroom and then she was screaming about being a panda yeah and they're like what's wrong then obviously he came up because he's concerned right yeah and then him and the mom were like what's the matter what's the matter and the mom was saying like wait is it is it is it the time of the month and then he's like slowly <laughs> creeping away to give them privacy yeah. i was like oh that's so cute i feel like that's the thing about i don't know about your guys your dads but mm. well, my dad's white, so yeah. Well, <laughs> he's easy. not Asian, <laughs> or like just like your family, yeah, in general. But for me, uh, uh, well, it was more of like my stepdad. My stepdad was definitely like the dad mm. in um, Turning Red because he's always in the background. Like, yeah, he's very present in the family all the time. Mm. Like, he's always constant. Like, my stepdad is definitely a family man and i'm so grateful for that but then it's so funny that how i like when i was watching turning red i was like oh my god that's like my stepdad <laughs> it's like sometimes when me and my mom we talk about like some girly stuff or and all that he'll just be like oh i'm gonna go into a room i'm gonna mm. like go on my phone and all just, that like, away, or yeah. he'll just like sit on the side and just like stay yeah. silent and or it's just like he'll always stick up for me when my mom's yelling at me oh he's yeah. like that passive you know like oh it's okay yeah it's okay Mediator. yeah and then it's like when i when i need him he's always there yeah and oh. it's like he's just always in the background like if you need me i'm here i'm That's always really supporting sweet. yeah yeah i remember uh, i don't know i remember okay talking about turning red the review has everyone yeah. seen the review by what's his name sean o'connell sean o sean sean o'connell yeah I, the one that okay do you want me to read it okay so basically this review was just saying like it was i couldn't relate to it it was really tiring for me to watch because i couldn't understand yeah any of the references Should I read or the, the humor. exact words i couldn't understand it basically yeah, yeah. so anyways i just want to tell him anyways, so <laughs> the the part that i found really triggering was okay <laughs> Like from so basically, what the exact words he said was, "Some Pixar films are made for universal audiences, but Turning Red is not. The target audience for this one feels very specific and very narrow. If you're in it, this might work very well for you. I am not in it. This was exhausting. Like, you know what's on. exhausting? <laughs> not having Asian representation in movies." No, literally. And I feel like people can relate to having, you know, strict mums and, like, yeah. a kind dad and then having that family dynamic and then breaking generational trauma. Like, it's not it's not specifically Asian. Like, okay, fine, there's an Asian background. Yeah. But, but also there's so... The yeah, and there's so many other more, like, other films, sorry, yeah. that he can just fucking watch. Yeah. Like... And also with, you know, like, she goes to school and she's mm. struggling with her studies and then, like, yeah. also the coming-of-age school dynamic. Yeah. Like, it is not... Yeah. It, just because the protagonist is Asian doesn't mean it's exhausting to watch and you can't yeah. relate to it, you know. And it's like, let's say other Pixar films, we were talking about like Coco. Like, mm. how am I going to relate to Coco? It's literally yeah. about like yeah. this boy going through like some spiritual yeah. shit. Like, come on. And also, um, like, Encanto is about yeah, mermaids. En yeah. So, how I don't understand what this. Oh, especially as someone writing a film review, you really want it to be relatable, as in, like, you want it to be generalized to the public. Yeah, and you if want you it to be like a generalized review. Yeah, and generalized to the public, I feel like, is just code for, oh, it's not Western enough for me. Mm. Yeah. And that way, like, when, when with Western films, you don't see people complaining about, like, oh, the Avengers, I wasn't in the Avengers, so it was exhausting for me to watch. Yeah. Like, come on. It's a superhero movie, obviously. Yeah. It's not going to be realistic. But, like, okay, there's no Asian people in that, yeah. but get over it. I yeah. also, like, I really appreciated this production because the script, though, so if you look at the credits at mm. the end, mm -hmm. obviously director Domi Shi, mm. she is a, um, I think she mm. is... Well, I know that she's, she's definitely Chinese Asian. Canadian. Yeah, she's Chinese Canadian, and the uh, the script writer. Mm -hmm. So, no, the script. Yeah, the the screenwriters 
mm-hmm. uh, were also a mix of like Asian and like yeah, I remember Western as well, and Western, even the cast yeah. as well. Yeah, and the yeah the sweet. cast was also like there was like a lot of Asian uh, voiceovers. Yeah, people Asian people did voiceovers, so yeah. I feel like the rep, like Pixar really bigged up the representation game in this mm-hmm. film yeah so for, sure. for that review to come out i was like yeah it was quite hurtful yeah it was quite hurtful for me as an asian to hear yeah. that because we haven't been represented a lot in films yeah. especially pixar as like a worldwide well predominantly western westernized company yeah this really like it really touched me it's like yeah. oh and i felt also, acknowledged like other kids that you know aren't asian they can watch this and learn it a little bit will be more like i don't know not even learning they can like, just watch it and laugh because yeah. she's turning into a panda and it's funny yeah. it's not yeah like but like you know how um there's like oh nowadays there's more books about uh different children from different backgrounds so obviously yeah. when your child grows up they'll be exposed to other backgrounds and races yeah. so that's why i was like okay even if it doesn't relate to you like it will still help other people like kids grow up yeah. Like not in like a oh yeah this is an Asian kid blah 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 you're like the <laughs> but in the sense like oh just be exposed to that background yeah. yeah and it's also the first Pixar film solely directed by a woman and the second to feature an Asian lead after Up and oh. I don't know I feel like it's a big win for representation overall yeah. you know yeah but also it's just a funny film it's not that deep just watch yeah. it it's just a funny yeah. kids film okay talking about funny moments in the film you know I felt like this was this was when I was watching it I told you guys. The part where her mom, where she sees the commercial of Four Towns concert, oh, yeah. and then her mom was like, "Who are who are these boys? And why are they called Four Town when there's five yeah. of them?" Uh, I yeah. related to that so much. It's like, why are they dancing like that? Yeah, because <laughs> basically, when I was younger, um, so Mama would be in Hong Kong, mm. right? So Mama then, is like the K-pop awards, yeah, um, and they do award shows in like Korea and they did in Japan and Hong Kong as well. Yeah, so that's the so, Mama Awards. Yeah, so the Mama Awards are always in Hong Kong. Well, for a period of time, it was always in Hong Kong. And there was, like, this one year where I didn't go. And then it was on TV. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, it's Mama. And I was, like, telling my dad. I was like, oh, my God, look at them. They're so good, blah, blah, blah. And then I remember my mom was like, why do they look like that? Who are these boys? Why do they look like girls? And why? <gasps> why? And then my mom was like, "I was like, oh, that's seventeen, blah blah blah." And my mom was like, "Oh, so there's seventeen of them?" And I was like, "Uh, no." And then I just stopped there, and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I didn't know how to explain more to her because obviously my mom's not into like K-pop. Yeah. Like she wouldn't be interested in knowing. So I was like, "You know what? It's fine." Yeah. Like, I like my own stuff, and it was really funny because. I was really into BTS, and then my whole room was like BTS posters, Aww. and then they're just funding your BTS yeah, addiction. Yeah. And then my mom would be like, "Oh yeah, Megan has like she would tell her friends she'd be like Megan has so many posters of these Korean boys in her room," <laughs> <laughs> and I would be like, "Uh yeah." That's so weird to say as well. It's not even like they're saying, "Oh, they're uh, in a band." Yeah, yeah you're just like, like Korean, Korean boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I love... Oh, I don't know. It was so funny having the boy group in there. Yeah. The mom was like, why do you like this? <laughs> and then I thought as well at the end, you know when they all do the ritual together with all the aunties and the mom? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was really sweet because they're doing like their traditional Cantonese chant, right? And then like yeah. their poor Tana like singing yeah. their little pop song in the background. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's cute. Fusion. Yeah. <laughs> Mixing like the older new generation. Yeah. I thought that's so cute. I feel like the ending... When I got back home yesterday after watching the film at Maya's place, the ending really, really touched me mm. in the sense that it made me think a lot about my parents. Yeah. Because I feel like, especially after I came to uni, I kind of, I'm not that close with my parents anymore. Mm. Well, obviously because of the distance, but also because, like, I don't really, like, prioritize the time to, like, speak to them or like just like in general um but then at the end of the story um there was a part where Maylin tells her mom she's like oh i'm she's growing up but then she's afraid that she's gonna grow apart from her mom mm. and then i w- i got so touched by that in a sense that yeah. i was always afraid that how life would be like if i grew apart from my mom and then it totally went like 
the way that I did not want it to go. Yeah. But anyways, it was like when Maylin said that, I was like, oh, like the stuff that she told her mom at the end of the film. I was like, oh, I wish I could tell my mom stuff like this. Mm. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, it just made me really emotional when I watched when that I touched your heart. Yeah, it really mm. made me think like, oh. I wish like my mom could hear these words from me. Yeah, because yeah. I think sometimes parents don't want to listen to it as well. I don't know. It's sometimes hard for them to to like break out of their idea of you because sometimes mm-hmm. what you are and what they think you are is different. Yeah. So sometimes it's hard for um, like parents, and, like even just people in general, to adjust to that. And I think it was really touching at the end of the film when you see the mom crying about how she can't be perfect for her yeah, mom and how she yeah. hurt her mom and how she didn't want to do that and how they've got a very strained relationship because May can see that she, her relationship with her own mom mirrors yeah. her mom's relationship with her grandma. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a really big thing. Um, it's, it's hard because I think our generation is very aware of these things. So it comes down to us to break the generational trauma. Yeah. And to break the cycle of treating your kids like that. And I think I've been lucky because I don't think my parents have really done that. But sometimes I can tell the things they're passing on to me. I'm like, I don't agree with that, but that's okay. Yeah. But they respect me and that's okay. But I think yeah. some parents, like I know some people who, like the degree they've taken is because their parents want them to do that. And oh, it's not definitely. something not something they want to pursue. But they don't really feel like they have any other choice but to do that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because I feel like maybe some parents want the kids to be like the top, top, you know, 1% or have top jobs like medicine, law, yeah. all that. Like even my mom was like, oh my God, why don't you do medicine? Like she kept telling me that yeah. when I was younger. Obviously I didn't go into medicine, but I did go into science. So she was happy about that anyway. STEM. STEM. I mean, obviously I wanted to go in biochem anyway, but... Um, I know that when I talk to some people where their parents have not forced them, but just been really persuasive for them to take a degree they didn't want to do, yeah. like, for example, medicine, they just get really upset. Because I can see, like, they're tired doing their degree. Yeah, if like, they don't, don't enjoy degree, it. It's very hard to... Yeah, and I was just thinking, I just felt so bad for them because I was like, fuck, this is the job you're going to do for the rest of your life, mate. Mm. And you don't even like your degree. Yeah, I... I relate to that in the sense that um, my mom was really supportive of me getting into psychology because mm. when I transferred to my high school, um, I got to I got to choose my GCSE subjects. That was the first time I got to choose my subjects, mm. Mm. and then I was like, "Oh, I really want to do psychology." Mm. One of my family members said, "Oh, psychology is not something that you can." earn money it's not a field that you can earn money in yeah but then my mom was like oh i feel like you really suit psychology like the way that you think and like the stuff that you like you know and then she really like encouraged me to find the field in psychology that i liked and she would be like oh write down the stuff that you like and also i feel like my teachers in school are really supportive of it obviously there's a lot of tiger moms in hong kong Mm. like when i say a lot probably like one in five moms are a tiger mom one in five yeah so my mom used to be a tiger mom but not anymore she's Mm. she's chilled out now Mm. but yeah i'm very grateful that she didn't force me to get into a degree because i do know that she has some friends who forced their kids to get into a degree yeah that's yeah. true i feel like it's really detrimental to yeah. a child as well because they never got the opportunity to discover what they like so yeah, when they're what they want to so do. when um, so obviously yeah you're doing a degree at uni but that's it like you're controlled by your parents yeah i think i i think some of my cousins as well they have things that they want to pursue but their parents aren't supportive of it yeah and it's quite hard to see that because they obviously can't pursue what they want but mm. um and i think as well uh nowadays it's there's more people to talk to and so you can see what more people are doing right but then i feel like back then all you had was like your parents in your school yeah. but then now you can talk to people online and there's like a wider community that you can talk to that you can relate to Mm. Um, and that you can be influenced by 
so I think it's hard for them to see maybe their friends getting more freedom. Yeah. And then not having that freedom. I think maybe it doesn't matter as much, but I know that for me, I would not do well if my parents had tried to force me to do something I didn't want to do. But I know, I feel like my sister, she would have, like, I think she would have been fine. Mm. Um, But like, we're both lucky that our parents were like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Okay, so anyways, uh, going back to the ending, I thought it was really sweet when, you know, when they do the ritual and all of them are in the bamboo forest and she's Mm. talking to her mom. So I feel like we've discussed that part. But the part where they all go through the portal to like detach from their pandas, Mm-hmm. And then May stands there, and then her mom's like, "Are you are you sure you're really not gonna come on this side?" Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm sure I'm gonna stay here." And then her mom's like, "Okay, I love you. That's okay." Yeah, Aww. I was like, ah. and that's when you know the mom's just accepted. You know, she's grown. I feel like up. the panda had like, in my opinion, the panda really had like an inner meaning to it, because it's like when you look at the whole family, yeah. So at that point, when you see the other family members, they're like detached from their pandas already, mm. apart from Malin. Mm. But Malin, like from for what I see, May, uh, the pa- Malin's panda means like the stuff that she likes, you know, but also the stuff that her family won't approve of. Yeah. So like you know, not going to um, what's that math club, mm. and oh, instead yeah. of doing her own thing, or like going to a party instead of you know staying at home and preparing for that ritual that she was in or like being with her family yeah so it was cause it was like i really resonated with that in a way mm. just because i feel like when i was younger um there are a lot of things that i couldn't t- that i liked that i couldn't actually tell my parents yeah. but then i it's not like in a bad way it's just like i knew that if i told them they I just wouldn't relate to it yeah they wouldn't relate to it or like they wouldn't approve of it. But they would like make fun of me and I'd be insecure about it. Yeah, and I feel like the biggest thing for me was, not the biggest thing, one of the biggest things for me. So this is my panda, <laughs> guys. Mm-hmm. And I do not and I do not want to detach uh, from it. Uh, so it was when I dyed my hair. Mm. So my mom was really against it. Like when I tell you she was really against it, I came back home with pink hair and she was like, oh my God oh my god you look like a freak oh no yeah which was understandable because yeah. i did kind of look like a freak in the sense that i did not fit in with society yeah. <laughs> and like not everyone you don't go around seeing people with pink hair every yeah. day so yeah but i feel like mm. yeah parents are literally just, they just want to look out for you and stuff and i i think i relate to like oh i couldn't talk about sorry we're smacking in here if you hear the packet um but ASMR. ASMR. um but i remember like, I felt like I couldn't talk about my interests with my family because I felt, like, self-conscious about it. And they would make fun of me, but not in a bad way. They would just, like, tease me about it. Mm. But I'd be like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. And I'd get really sensitive about it and stuff. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I was, just, yeah, I was just sensitive as a teenager, to be fair. Mm. But it's like, I felt like, oh, I had to hide that. And I think that's also part of growing up. You kind of have to, like, go broke. <laughs> it's not, it's fine. And Ooh. it's also fine if your parents really don't like your interests. That's also yeah. fine. It's, yeah. it's your interests, not their mm. interests. That's what I learned, like, coming to uni. Mm. Like, especially when I've, um, well, anyway, I still love you, mum. But, like, sometimes with my nose piercings, like, she definitely didn't approve. Mm. So she didn't know until I actually, like, went home. And every time mm. I went home, I had another nose piercing. So I have all <sighs> my nose pierced, basically. And, like... Yeah. Obviously, she's like, Maya, take that out. You look so, like... She says I look like a tramp. And I'm, oh, I, I'm oh. like, ah! Obviously, we laugh about it. But, like, I know deep down, she's like, please take it off. Because, obviously, like, um, you don't see a lot of... I feel like you don't see a lot of East Asians or Southeast Asians with... Um, face yeah, yeah, face piercing. Yeah, so, she's just a bit like... Mm. I feel like everyone in the UK has nose piercing. Yeah. And not mm-hmm. as in, like, a lot of people have it. But yeah, it's quite normal, I feel. If you mm. see an Asian person with it, it's like, oh. But, yeah. like, obviously now, like, I, even my mum understands, like, okay, maybe she doesn't like it, but she knows that I like it. Yeah. So yeah. she may say comments like, blah, 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 because obviously she wouldn't do it, yeah. but she knows, you know what, it makes Maya happy. Yeah. She's her own yeah. person. And also, I love you, Neil, as well, because Neil backs me up. <laughs> He's always like, you know what, let her do what she wants to do, oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. If she wants to go to a festival, because my mum also... 
last year I went to Reading and that was my first festival for the first yeah. time. Mm. And she was like, why can't you just come back home and stay at home? And I was like, mum, do you know how long Reading, <laughs> like how far away Reading is? Oh, and do you really oh, think I'll have a curfew? About, yeah. She's just like, yeah. you know, doesn't want you to camp out in the wild <laughs> yeah, with random scary. people around yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, I had Camping Plus, but I don't think she realised like Camping Plus had you didn't do stuff. that on purpose as well. Yeah, I know. We were just <laughs> dumb. But um, basically, like, after that happened with the festival and I came back, she knew I was safe. And then like, now she's more... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think me being the younger daughter also probably helped as well because my mm. sister, like, she went to uni first and she, like, got into drinking first. And, yeah. you know, like, she went clubbing first, you know, things like that. So she kind of, like, paved the way for me. So it wasn't... Yeah. My parents aren't as strict with me, I feel. Right, that's the same with me. In the sense, I, it's so weird to think I'm the older sister. Yeah. But, like... But you've got a younger brother. Yeah, but, like, younger brother. Like, one year younger, but, that's like, true. he... Well, my mum's more nicer to him. But yeah. also, he's, like, youngest boy, isn't it? Yeah, that's and true. He's the only boy. <laughs> that's what I found so interesting about Turning Red, though. Mm. There was, like, no mention of, like... Boys. Boys. It was all women. Like, even when they had, like, a family gathering, it was all the aunties... And then oh the my grandma. God, the aunties. Yeah. I love and that. And they were like, May, here's, you want some more food? Here's yeah. a gift. Blah, blah. Yeah. They were showering her, so showering her like love and gifts. Yeah. And like, her mom was like, yeah, May's doing so well in school. Yeah. She's so smart. And then, and then, oh, I remember her mom said this thing. It was like, oh, whenever May, uh, you know, whenever May has her, um, has the urge to like turn into a panda she just thinks about how much i love her yeah and then she it just calms her and i'm like oh that's so sweet yeah i just so wholesome there weren't any men in the film yeah which is like and actually now that i think about it like all the all of her friends were girls yeah and then all the aunties and the grandma and it was very much a matriarchy yeah and um so matriarchy is like women are running the running the family right i feel like that's the case in a lot of Asian oh, families definitely. like especially okay I I don't speak for all Asian families, all Asian families but I oh, and this is also from what I know only I know that like in Singapore mm-hmm. especially like women are like dominant in the family mm. like and but then from what from what I know from growing up in my family it's like that as well yeah. like my grandma my aunt my mom especially mm, all have like hands-on. really strong personalities mm. and they're like you know i feel like sometimes my like how draw my mom as a person like her mindset is like so you know she's so down to earth yeah and like she really gets her shit done all yeah. the time and that really intimidates intimidates me because i know mm. that i will never be like her mm. and then i, think I really turning red as well, yeah though, that it? really related i really oh. related to may in turning red because she wanted to be the best daughter for her mom and she knows she'll never be like her mom yeah and i know that i'll never be like my mom yeah but so then her mom like, also had that pressure for her mom yeah. as well and that just it just gets passed down because they just want you to be the best version of yourself that you can i thought it was very sweet when um all the aunties transformed when they like broke the oh, ring or yeah. the bracelet or whatever and they did that it was very sailor moon I oh it was sailor very, moon oh. yeah. <laughs> I that was very cute, but it was yeah. obviously paying homage to like, oh, the transformation. Mm. And like unity in the family, definitely. Yeah. Big thing in Asian family culture. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think turning red, you seeing the different kind, different generations all together. Yeah. It was nice, like having the aunties and then the grandma and then mm. May. And then how the grandma talks to her mum versus her grandma, yeah. how she talks to May. Yeah. It's very different. The way that my grandma talks to me and the way my grandma talks to my mum is obviously different. Also because you're her granddaughter. Yeah, exactly. You're like her little girl. And like my mum, my mum when she moved to England, um, apparently my granddad was obviously like very sad about this. My grandma was yeah. like, that's fine. Please just get me grandkids. Please just give me grandkids. Wow. <laughs> and like my grandma did not care. She was like, yeah, yeah she's going to be fine. And I was like my mom when I came to UK. That's so funny. No. Because um, my mom's friends asked her, she was like, oh, didn't you cry when you sent Megan off? And my mom's like, she's going to come back <laughs> with a degree. <laughs> oh, well, she why? has faith in you. Bro, that's like my mom. But in the sense like, Why like, would I be sad? Like, she's still yeah. alive. She's doing well. Yeah. I was oh. like, oh, you're only 20 minutes away. <laughs> and I was crying. And she was like, yeah, right. See you later. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> no, so I feel like I was fine because my sister went to um, 
my sister went to you know, like uni at Birmingham as well. Mm. And then I only, I'm like not that far away as well. So I w- didn't feel like it was that bad. But then I think because I'm the youngest daughter and then suddenly I'm the last one to move out. And then my mom was like, oh, the house Aww. was so quiet. Oh, there's no one to take care yeah. of. Yeah. And then she's like, I have so much free time. So I didn't know what to, what to make for dinner now. You know what your mom needs? Well, a dog. A do- she needs a cat, actually. A cat's are cute. Or a red panda. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, so we've spoke a lot today. Yeah, Should we speak about our final thoughts on the film? And s- one sentence on why everyone should watch it. Oh, okay. Um, final thoughts on the film. Uh, I thought it was a great film. I loved the humor. I thought it was very cute. I thought it really... It really... Um, I don't know how to say it. It really captured, like, the agency of teenagers i feel like in a lot of films teenagers seem very passive and they're just moody and angry but may really like knows what she wants she knows what she wants to do she knows what she likes and i think i was very much like that she was very active as a teenager and i quite like that they showed that and when she was like rebelling against her mom i thought it was very funny yeah (laughs) she was like i like boys i like gyrating (laughs) i like photo i was like oh yeah good for you you go girl so i'm glad that she stuck up for herself so to i don't know why you should watch uh turning red i think just watch turning red because it's a funny kids movie and who doesn't like disney pixar movies right yeah just watch it it's fun comfort film comfort film okay, what about you maya i was just gonna say the same as a one to be honest mm-hmm. i really enjoyed like the humor especially um when she was like drawing the pictures yeah. of that guy and i was like oh that's like me and my mom <laughs> and then when my mom found out that i like boy she was like what the fuck well <laughs> well no shit <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like my parents were always like, "You can't date until you're married." Yeah. And I was like, "I don't know." Yeah. Like, you can't date until you're 30 years old, but you have to have mm. kids by the time you're 30. I was like, "What? How does yeah. this work?" But I also liked uh, the representation for like periods and stuff like that because mm. I feel like my mum was like that as well when I was younger. Like especially when I got my period earlier, she was like completely yeah, and That's like good. even with like also sex education, nice. Yeah. she's great That's but overall i really like the asian representation mm. of this film yeah. mm. i definitely yes i love the asian representation not just the film the like okay the film in the film for me i'm more proud of the production the film mm. as a production yeah, like i'm working because okay kind of i'm not trying to bash other films but i know but like that Mulan. yeah yeah, I was gonna say, classic, but like, because there are a lot of remakes or like a lot of uh, Western films, Disney films, mm. that are try they're trying their best to like do Asian representation because obviously cultural representation is such a big thing now in the film industry. Yeah. But I feel like Turning Red did it so well. Yeah, like, and it was so natural. So yeah. it wasn't really like in your face. It was and like, it wasn't oh, like, oh, we are Asian. No, yeah. it's just like the film. It, it came off as like a really fun and childish film yeah yeah and it didn't feel like oh asian people deserve rights and feminism and race yeah. and whatever it was just like through kids it's, eyes yeah it's yeah. also yeah it also felt really like refreshing in the yeah. sense that this is a really there's not really a lot of stories like that in pixar films you know oh no i think pixar films are really i think it was very typical of pixar films i think yeah. disney films are a bit more pretty but pixar films i really like them because even when they have a happy ending, it's not yeah. the happy ending that you want. Yeah. But it's still a happy ending. Mm. I feel like uh, what That's I meant by one. like, it's not really like Sorry. other Pixar films. It's <laughs> more of like, um, more of like the context it was in. Because, okay, the fact that it was set in Toronto, Chinatown, mm. Toronto. Yeah, the locations are real and like, I don't know. The uh, yeah, I know. People you mean, like, are story, very inside out. Yeah. That was very like oh, like, it's inside Canto, Yeah, and... it's like very fantasy. Yeah, like like the turning around still like quite of like a fantasy film, but it's set in like real locations school, based on real town. people. Yeah. So it really, for me as a production, true, it really yeah. reflected the director's like life. life and like the story that she was trying to say. Like it really touched me in the sense that. Asian representation was so like embedded in the whole production. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like this is a reason why you should watch it. Whether you're Asian or not, you really feel the representation and like the love, you know, the Yeah. It's it's just really a really comforting film to watch, you know. Yeah. It's just filled with love and joy yeah. and happiness. A warm feeling. Yeah. I think it mm. 
yeah I think what they did really well is the natural feeling of like family yeah. and childhood yeah. growing it feels like a kids film but it's just an Asian family yeah and I really like that it just feels very natural it doesn't feel forced doesn't feel like too much it doesn't feel uncomfortable or anything yeah um so, and yeah yeah and I think they wrote it very well and I think it definitely definitely gives credit to the all the people behind the film like yeah. working on. so sorry the reason we mentioned Mulan earlier was because they had obviously the Mulan remake the live action remake yeah was an all Chinese cast and they said they wanted to make it more true to the real story yeah. and everyone was super excited for it and then when it came out I think all the people in, in the production, scene, production they were all american or they were western yeah. and it didn't really do and they got the, the representations in the film wrong yeah as in like i think the mulan is not from a Hakka background but the i i don't know i think i read this somewhere so don't hold me <laughs> don't hold me like to my words mm. but I think it was like the house that she was in was like a Hakka house. Mm. And then that was where they got the representation wrong. I read uh. somewhere. It was because the houses are pretty, but then it was, right. it was not right to the actual Mulan film and yeah. the culture background. Mm. So yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's what I mean by representation is so important in the production itself. Yeah. Like if the production itself is not like, they don't know what they're doing. The film won't feel like, yeah, well represented. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't feel as natural. I think. So yeah, that's just what I wanted to say, and mm. I feel like that's pretty much enough for yeah. you to watch Turning Red. Yes, Woo! please watch. Not sponsored. Yeah, not sponsored. Please watch if it. If Disney wants to sponsor us, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would like podcast. Free membership, oh. please. Yeah, free membership. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for listening to our episode. I hope you enjoyed. Um. Mm. But yeah, I'm assuming if you listen to the end, then you watch Turning Red. Yeah. If you haven't, go watch it. But if you have, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know what else you want to see. If yeah. you want us to see us review anything else. Yeah. If you haven't listened to episode one and episode two and episode three, please go listen to it now and listen to this again. Yes. <laughs> uh, please do. If you have any uh, feedback, any comments, any suggestions please kindly dm us on at asian <laughs> underscore variations on instagram yes maya puts a lot of work into making all the posts really pretty and megan Ooh. does a lot of work editing the things so please yeah. please listen and please support us we're having a great time love so, you all yeah. thank you very much thank for listening. you i hope you enjoyed bye, bye.